did what no podcaster, no creator of any kind of art form had to do. And that is erase a 32-minute intro because it sounded awful. That is just showing I'm dedicated to making this Edge of URC podcast. Sound amazing. Sound good. It hurts. It was sad. But it had to happen. But it's okay. It's Saturday morning, September 5th. We're going to have this out pretty early. And that's the best way to have it. Come out early. Give you something to listen to before the world starts. Before your day starts. On episode 104. We have made it to 104. We have Jimmy D'Angelo. Hall graduate. Helped the Hall Red Devil baseball team win a state championship at the Class 2A level in 2018. He played one year at Parkland College. Not really a year. It was a COVID-shorted 13-game season. Now he is at Southwestern Illinois College. Still playing baseball. He talks about why he made the change and what he's doing now. Also talk a lot of NBA playoffs. He was watching the game as we spoke. Playoffs are still cruising along. So we had to talk some hoops. He is a big basketball fan just as much as he loves baseball. So he's our guest for 104. Some things I want to talk about before we get to Jimmy. We'll stick with the Illinois Valley first. Chase Sexton, Lamoille native. Number 23 on his bike, on the back of his uniform. This is his first season on the 450. Yesterday, Friday, was his second race, and he finished second. He is already killing it. Second 450 race, finishes second. That is amazing for the young kid who is now living in Florida. We spoke to him a few months ago. Hopefully, we have him back on. He has said he wanted to after this crazy season is over because he is always busy, always got a lot of things going on. And obviously, he's dedicated to his craft. Second place in his second race. On a way bigger bike, the 450. And this race was at Redbud Motocross Stadium in Buchanan, Michigan. So he's getting to travel, getting to race, and putting on spectacular performance. So congrats to Chase on his accomplishment on Friday. Some scores and stuff from Thursday. I had deep dived into all of this on the intro I erased a couple days later. But still, you know, we got to give them their shine. LP Girls Golf beat Plano Lady Reapers 216-224 on Thursday. Burrow Valley was in a triangular with Kiwani and Newman. They split, so congrats to the Storm. To get a win, couldn't pull off the total victory, but it's early on the season. Plenty of chances to improve, and I'm sure that's what this Storm are doing. Cross-country style, and boy, the boys picked up a win in the Duran Pacatonica cross-country invite, which also featured Galena, Polo, Aquan, and Eastland. Brock Loftus' second-place finish with 16.44 wasn't that far ahead of Ian Eller for Amboy, who finished third with 16.53. Also finishing scoring for Amboy, Charlie Dickinson was sixth in 18.10. Andrew Jones ran an 18.27 for 11th, and Wyatt Lundquist rounded out the scoring for Amboy with a 15th place, 19.11. The boys scored 29 with those scores. The girls finished 4th with 74. Eastland won the girls' race with a 60 for Amboy. 
Warren Althouse was fourth with 2133. Ellie Jones, seventh with the 2144. Madeline LaCoughlin, 14th with the 2324. Brittany Mundell, 22nd with the 2418. And Brooklyn Walchel, 33rd with the 2805. About to get into some national stuff, but we have to talk about fixing your home. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured, at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or email via olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. First thing we got to get to, Mitchell Trubisky being named the Chicago Bears starting quarterback. I'm not a favor of this. I think they should have won Nick Foles. I am not at training camp. I am not at any of the practices. I cannot see how far Mitchell Trubisky's game has developed from the last time we've seen him to now. I know Nick Foles was brought in to push him, been in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, has had a couple great playoff runs. I know he's been injury prone, called the glass jaw, all those good things, but he's shown and delivered on the field. Mitch has not done that. Last couple years, in camp, starting the season, Mitch Trubisky is a better quarterback. He's going to help lead our team. And then his accuracy and his game decision making is atrocious. Atrocious being a nice word. In a 16-game season, he'll have two or three games where he looks like an NFL starting quarterback. And then the rest, we're thinking, why did we trade up to grab him when we could have had Patrick Mahomes, who... His name says it already. Won a Super Bowl for Kansas City. Super Bowl MVP. Fantastic, fantastic player. And we have Mitchell Trubisky. We think about it every single time we watch a game of his. I hope he can improve. Obviously, we traded up in the pick. He is making a fair sum of money. Yes, we want him to improve and be the quarterback that, obviously, the Chicago Bears thought he could be. But it hasn't been seen yet, and I am not a believer. I was a believer the first season, even last year coming in, I'm like, okay, he's had time to develop. In the NFL, you shouldn't need three to four years to become a good quarterback. Sorry, I don't think they have that long to prove. They've played football since they were eight years old. Peewee football, junior tackle, high school football, college football, sometimes on different levels where they went to a D3, D2 school, Maybe an NAI school, and then try to get on a D1 program for their last year. Or maybe vice versa. Come out of high school, you go to a D1 program, not getting the playing time that you would wish because it's very competitive. So then you drop down to a D2, D3, you play awesome football, you get picked up somewhere. You've been playing for a long time is my point. The transition I know is tough, but look at all the people that can do it. So if you're somebody that can't do it, you get a couple years, figure out you can't, and then you're gone. You cannot hold on to somebody that can't 
get to that next level. So, in my eyes, if they're giving him the starting quarterback nod with the Chicago Bears, this should be his last role. If he cannot do it this year and not at least make half of his games look like he's an NFL starting quarterback, let's find a way to replace him, get rid of him. Now, I could talk about Mitchell Trubisky all day, but I don't have all day. Got to keep moving. Got to keep rolling. Want to get to Jimmy D. Great interview with the new player at SWIC. Friday's games were definitely very interesting on the national level. White Sox take a 7-4 victory over the Kansas City Royals. And the Chicago Cubs beat the Cardinals 4-1. Interested to see how this Cubs-Cardinals series goes. Five games. Yesterday was the first. Sox are back on top of the American Central Division. That's amazing. It's just fun having two Chicago teams that are relevant. You know, the Cubs took a little, a little fall the last month or so, but they're still there. Sox and Cubs, definitely fun to watch. Speaking of, if you want to watch them, Sox are on against the Royals tonight, 6.05, and the Cubs and the Cardinals at 4.15. We'll leave with some NBA playoff talk, and then we'll get into more with Jimmy. The Heat took a 115-100 win over the Bucks. They have a 3-0 advantage on the Eastern semifinals over the Bucks. It just drives me crazy wild to think that the Milwaukee Bucks, the one seed in the East, is trailing 3-0. No team in NBA history has ever climbed out of a 3-0 deficit to win a series. I don't see Milwaukee being able to do it either. Sorry, I just can't see it. Giannis is not an MVP caliber player right now. Miami Heat defense is bottling them up. And I never would have thought that. Jimmy talks about it on this very conversation that we have with him about him not being that awesome. He's an amazing athlete. Great, amazing athlete. But his basketball skills are not that crazy. I mean, he is not up with the legends. He is not up with former MVPs of the league. Miami's showing it. Jimmy pointed it out, and I'm seeing it after we talked. I'm like, yeah, man, I know he's been struggling a little bit. But then you're just watching how the game is developing and what's going on at the end. And yeah, Miami's rolling. The Rockets picked up a 112-97 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers last night for a Game 1 win in the Western Conference semifinals. Congrats to the Rockets. I really like the Rockets. Don't think they're going to be able to hold out against the Lakers and Lakers are going to end up winning in six. And it seems like every LeBron series... They dropped the first game. It always seems like that. I remember the last year the Bulls got into the playoffs. Rajon Rondo helped them take a game or two. I think it was one game. And everybody's like, oh, the Bulls are going to beat the Cavs. No, not even close. Happened last series. They dropped the first game against Portland. And then went on to beat them in five. It happens all the time. So we'll see game two, game three, what the Rockets can do then. But when it's LeBron James and the team that he's on, they dropped the first game. It's not shocking. It's happened over and over and over and over again. So, we'll see what happens moving forward. It would be awesome to see Houston make that step, propel James Harden into a top one to three category. If he can knock out LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that puts him higher on the pedestal in NBA world. That's no doubt. No doubt about that. But the Lakers are deep. 
They got two of the top five stars in the NBA. Houston's got probably two of the top ten with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And what I did like in the postgame, Harden's like, everybody's saying that we're not big, we're small. doesn't matter if you're seven foot. It's the size of your heart. That is amazing. I love when NBA players kind of give back to the kids and be like, hey, this is what makes you a good player. This is what makes you a good person. Not your size, because size isn't all that matters. James Harden is a seven foot, and he's one of the best players in the world. No doubt. It's because he plays with heart, he doesn't want to lose, and he wants his team to win. Love the message. Hopefully he can keep it going, and he doesn't get frustrated if they get beat. I don't think so. I mean, he's been like this year in, year out. Houston hasn't won a championship yet, at least not with him. Let's see him keep it going. I like this LeBron-James Harden battle. It's fun. Let's talk about starting a business right before we talk to Jimmy D'Angelo. It is tough starting something new. A new business isn't a smooth startup. A new product or service isn't as easy as riding a bike either. In the digital world, Jamison Media Services gives that bike new tires, a comfortable cushion, and a motor. No pedals needed. Locally owned Jamison Media Services offers business and organizations something extremely important in the technology era, digital marketing solutions. To help your professional endeavor prosper and stay successful, Jamison Media Services designs websites, produces videos, manages social media, and has a license to fly drones for photography and video. You choose a vehicle, a new shiny bike made easy to ride, a drone for flashy stylus vibes, or both. Jamison Media Services paves the road and clears the skies for amazing digital marketing solutions. Call 815-866-9352 to contact owner Brent Jamison and make sure to check out jamisonmediaservices.com. Well, that's enough for me here. Enjoy your weekend. It is a beautiful Saturday. According to Chicago News last night, it's supposed to rain Sunday through Thursday. So, let's enjoy Saturday as much as possible. Sun's out. It's not too hot. It's a little breezy the way we like it in Illinois. So, Put your earbuds in, listen to some Edge of Your Seat podcast, listen to Jimmy D'Angelo talk about baseball, NBA playoffs, and let's enjoy our weekend. Until next time, peace. NBA playoffs are going on, MLB baseball going strong, NHL hockey going strong, everything going strong. So got to talk to a big sports fan who's got some things going on himself. I am talking about Jimmy D'Angelo. What's up, my man? How's it going, Brandon? It is going. I am glad to have you on again. We have a lot to talk about. Yep, I'm glad to be back and I'm ready to talk. Well, first, let's start with you. Like I said, you got a lot of things going on. Last time we talked, you were a freshman at Parkland, got a few games in. Season was thrown away because of COVID. And then you're moving. You are at Southwestern Illinois College. What made the move happen, my friend? Basically, I mean, I got no hate towards Parkland. I got a lot towards that program and Coach Lobel there. But, I mean, they had 20-something pitchers. I mean, and down here at Swick, I mean, I know Garsh personally. I kind of just wanted to – I kind of want to get mine this year. And I feel like this was the right place to be. They're Division One JUCO. They play against two of the top teams in the country. I just kind of want to prove to everyone that I can compete at this level and at a high level. And I think Coach Garsh has 
all the confidence in the world in me to go do that. And that's just kind of made me feel welcomed to be here. And of course, when you say Coach Garsh, you were talking about Dave Garsha, who was at Putnam County, was at Parkland for a while. He has been Division One with Western Carolina, and now he is at Swick. Obviously, growing up in the Illinois Valley, I know you've heard his name. You probably know a lot of people that have played for him, et cetera, et cetera. What does it mean for you to get the opportunity to play for Dave Garsha? When I was younger, we uh, we'd always 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 go to his like camps at PC that you'd have, and I mean, as a young kid, I really didn't know much about him at the time, and then like when I was first in the recruiting process in high school, just like what he did with Parkland, like figuring out all that is just like wow, like, I mean, that's a guy I want to play for. And then, obviously, he leaves a year before I go there. And, I mean, so I never got to play with him there. And then I always knew what he could do. Like, I mean, he got to every connection in the world. I mean, he's a great coach from what I've heard from everyone I've talked to, especially during this time around my recruiting process. process, I talked to a lot of people. And, I mean, it's nothing but positive things that come out of my mouth when you talk to him. And that's just something I like. I mean, he's from my area. He gets, like, he gets me, and he, he has faith in me to be a top dog here, and that's what I want. I want to be a top dog here. With your decision to leave Parkland, you said, hey, there's no hard feelings. How did everybody around there take it? I mean, you were playing with fellow Hall graduate. You and Brant Vanneman both helped the Hall Red Devils win the 2018 2A state championship in Illinois, so you were, you were getting to play with him again, and, you know, on a team that was trying to get back to the World Series and stuff like you were talking about Garsha doing some good things there. It took him to a few World Series, got second runner-up one year off a fluke home run. I, I say fluke, but it was a well-hit home run that cost Parkland the game. How was it, you know, telling them, like, hey, I think I'm going to move on here? The first person I went to was Brant, obviously, because, you know, he's been through this process himself. I mean, I mean, it's a hard process. Like, he just told me, he's like, you got to do what's best for you, man. Like, at the end of the day, it's not about others around you. I mean, you got to get yours. And the first person I told I was leaving was Coach Goble, obviously. And, I mean, that was hard. I mean, because out of high school, I mean, he was basically the only guy that recruited me. I mean, and that showed me a lot like that. I mean, I got into contact with Garsh when I figured out he got the job here. And, I mean, I felt like right then and there, like, he wanted me. And, like, it made me feel comfortable having that like feeling there like he wants me he's gonna be able to help me reach my maximum potential I feel like and I'm just excited to get forward with it I mean we start practice next Tuesday officially so really excited to get to work there here and then meet with the pitching coach I mean get to work with him I mean pitching coach we're bringing in is I think really good so I'm excited Excited for what the future holds this next 10 months. Who is the new pitching coach? Uh, his name is Tim Brown. He's currently right now playing in a league in Kentucky. Uh, I don't, I, it's like an indie ball league. Been able to talk to him on the phone a couple times. Really good baseball mind. Knows what he's talking about. So can't wait to actually him to get here so I can actually pick his mind more. I mean and have him see things in person and see what he can fix up mechanical-wise. Is he also a Hall of Fame football player with Oakland Raiders? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's heard that a million times. I bet you he has, too. Yeah, when you got a name like that. Anyway, move on from a bad joke. 
when you were talking about going to Swick or being at Sick, you went there, here. Are you in Belleville right now? Yeah, Belleville. It's like Swick is on Belleville, in Belleville, but like I think I live in like O'Fallon or some other small town around. It's, I don't know. There's like a lot of small towns. I know Swick is in Bellevue. There's just a lot of small towns like our area around. Are they small towns or kind of like burb-ish? No, I feel, I mean, I think there's more smaller towns. I mean, personally, I mean, I think it's small. It's definitely smaller than Champaign, so I think it's more like our towns. Okay, okay. Saying, you know, the difference between Champaign and Belleville or, you know, living in O'Fallon. I know you've only been there a little bit, but which one, you know, coming out of Spring Valley, which is kind of more your taste, Champaign or where you're at now? Where I'm at now, I mean, I'm, I'm a low-key person, like, I like being, like, I don't like the attention and stuff like that. I don't like all that stuff, so, like, being here in the smaller town kind of makes me have, like, a more home feeling, which I kind of like way better than, like, I don't know, Champagne's obviously way bigger than Spring Valley, so being here, I feel like I'm at home, like, just on myself at home, though. Gotcha, just got those home vibes, similar size, similar things to do, similar, you know, what you're used to. Yeah, for sure. You did have an extended off-season, obviously, with COVID-19, you know, killing this past spring early. What were you able to work on, or what did you do working on your game for this upcoming season? So, first thing, I got healthy. At the end of the season, for probably when I hurt my shoulder. I uh, don't know, like, kind of like a strain in my shoulder type deal. Got that recovery. I went, I've seen a couple people. Went to Arizona and did some lifts. Personalized for my body, my uh, my shoulder, so did that. And then I started throwing again around July. I mean, I wanted to make sure everything was healed up properly before I rushed back. There's no, I mean, there was no point of me trying to rush back and trying to get hurt. I mean, that's another big thing. Like, obviously, I told Garsh the first, like, first time we talked, like, what was wrong. I had the shoulder injury. He put no pressure into me playing, like, playing this fall. He wants me to get back healthy. He wants me to be ready comes that first week in the spring. He doesn't want to put pressure on me and, like, coming here and have to prove myself to people. He knows what – he told me he knows what I can do. He's seen me, obviously, pitch in high school, and he knows what I can do, he said. So having that, like, kind of also made me feel, like, really good because if I had to come in here and probably show people what I would have to do, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel just coming off this shoulder thing. I want to be 110% before I step back and face a batter. Gotcha, that makes sense. You hear that lovely buddy we call the train come through Mendota, Illinois? Yeah, I can hear that. It is very loud. Everywhere in this town, you can hear a train. But it doesn't last long. That's good. It's gone already. That was quick. Yeah. I mean, just the horns. Like, it's still probably going through town right now, but the horns are done. Yeah, no, there's a train that comes right by here every night, and it's kind of annoying, but it's whatever. Yeah, nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So you left Parkland, well-known for baseball. Like I said, been to World Series. Has a lot of accomplished players go through the system, things like that. Go to Swick, Southwestern Illinois College, not as well known for baseball, going there to help, you know, put a name on the baseball program. How have you felt with the team so far and, you know, getting accustomed to the town and the player itself? Well, yeah, they're not really like, they haven't been known for baseball. I mean, last couple of years, I believe they are at the bottom 
or mid of the conference. I mean, they're playing a good conference. I mean, like I said, they got John A., Wabash, which are two of the best teams in the nation. I mean, bringing in guards here, this program is going to take a 180, and it's going to start this year. I mean, we're going to surprise a lot of teams in our conference, especially John A. and Wabash, teams like that, because we got some dogs here that Garsh brought in. We got some people that are, are really finally ready to work. I mean, having a coach like Garsh, I mean, he's only been my coach for the month I've been here, and I basically would run through a wall for that. Him, and I think a lot of people on this team are starting to realize that they would do the same. So once everyone starts buying in, I think we're going to be really good. And at the end of the year, if we're hitting the stride right when we need to, we can make a little run. I mean, that's planned right now, but every day we're just taking it a day at a time, trying to get better each and every single day. We're trying to be better than we were the day before. I appreciate you for using that cliche, run through a wall for him. I have not heard that in a minute. It kind of felt good to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, that's just how I feel about him. He wants to see me succeed, so I'll do whatever it takes for him to succeed. Definitely, definitely. Have you got to talk to some of the guys on the team and get to know some of them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they really haven't had like a pitching coach in their like time they've been at this collegiate level. And I mean, coming from like Parkland, such a rich growing program. I mean, they get so many. Parkland gets so many pitching dudes. I mean, I just kind of like brought what I know mentally and like what I've gathered from Parkland. I'm, I'm bringing it here. I mean, I'm trying to help other dudes on this team succeed too. I mean, it's not all about me. I want to see other guys succeed on this team. Like, if I'm the only one succeeding and no one else is on this team, we're not going to be anything. So I want to see all these dudes succeed. I want to I want to win games. I want to beat the best teams. I want to I want to play for the College World Series this year, or JUCO College World Series this year. I want to win it. If i got to help these guys learn a few things. I mean, obviously, our pitching coach isn't here yet, so we're kind of on our own. But I'm doing whatever I know and have gathered from Parkland and bringing it to these guys to help them. So you're trying to walk in as a leader and be like, hey, we got to do this. I like leading by example. I don't like verbal leader. Like, I just kind of, I go by my word. Like, once practice starts, like, I'll, it's, it's a different, I switch, the, I flip the switch, basically. I mean, I don't really talk to many people. Like, I just lead by example. I do my work. I do my work hard. And when it's over, then, like, that's it. Like, I mean, I take care of my body outside of this place. Outside of practice, I take care of my body in practice and like baseball is my number one thing in school you just said something about school are you still going for i believe it was business correct yeah i'm still in that business major right now i mean i think i could just knock that out of the way here and then if that's what i want to do when i pick the next school i go to then i'll continue it but I'm just going to see how this year goes for it. Because this year I start more like my hard classes for business. Baseball-wise, because of what happened with COVID, are you considered a freshman or a sophomore? Uh, freshman. So baseball-wise, you're a freshman, but school-wise, you're a sophomore? Yes. What does that mean for you looking towards the future baseball-wise? Do you want to... You know, use both of those years in a JUCO, or are you going to try to look forward to, you know, bigger, broader horizons, or what in your mind do you want to do baseball wise? Personally, I mean, I gotta have, I have to be healthy. I have to have a good year, and I have to show everyone I can compete at the high level. And I would like to 
to leave after this year, but I mean, if the offers aren't here and like the offer I want is not there, I mean, I'm gonna have a little leverage because I'm gonna get my associates this year, so I can get a little more money academically wise going to a four year next year, so that will help. So I would definitely personally like to uh, leave next after this year, but everything has to line up, and that's on me. I gotta make sure everything I do at practice and out of practice is at a Division One level. Definitely. Got to keep pushing, my friend. Got to keep pushing. Yes, sir. Just keep going. Speaking of keep going, NBA playoffs keep going. You're watching the game right now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So you're watching the Heat and the Bucks, correct? Yeah, the Heat and the Bucks are on right now. What's the score right here? Hold on. Give me, like, two seconds. The score's coming in. 107-113 Heat. 19 seconds left. Okay. Okay. Who do you want to take this series? The Heat. The Heat over the Bucks. Yep. Why is that? Jimmy Butler is a dude. He is a like, hero. Duncan Robinson, they're just a bunch of grinders. They will not give up. They're, they grind. they're big grinders on that team. Do you like the Heat that much, or do you not like the Bucks? I like the Heat, but I got, my, I got some opinions about Giannis, but... Let's hear him. We're talking about an NBA superstar. What do you not like about Giannis? Like what James Harden said. I mean, James Harden said in the interview with Rachel Nichols, I mean, he's not skilled. I mean, if everyone it would be easy if he was seven foot and could run. But, I mean, that's a conversation to have right there. So you think he's just an athlete? He's not a basketball player? He got no skill. I mean, I'm watching him. I don't think he got much skill. I mean, yeah, he can get... He gets his buckets. I mean, he's seven foot, but he can't shoot. He, his post game's not really that good either. I mean, the Heat are really exposing Giannis. That's all I'm saying. And he's not. I don't think he's a number one on a championship team. Do you think he was MVP worthy last year? Last year, I mean, he could have been MVP, but it'd be crazy if you don't, you're not giving LeBron MVP this year. I mean, I know you saw in Game One, Jimmy Butler had 40, and Giannis said, "Why would I guard down the stretch?" I mean, your defensive player of the year, I mean, it's kind of your job, I, I would assume. But I guess me and Giannis think a little different. I kind of agree with you on that one. If you are the best defensive player on a team, you should be guarding the best offensive player. Jimmy Butler had 35 or 40 or whatever it was, and Giannis still decided not to switch on him. I mean, you don't see LeBron and Kawhi saying, oh, I don't really want to guard him. You know, LeBron and Kawhi are switching on that. You still love you some LeBron, though, huh? LeBron is the best player in the league. At the age of, how old is he, 37? 30, th- 35. 35. Oh, yeah, he's not that much older than me. Yeah. Mm. I like uh, to yeah. say he's 37, but, yeah, he's 35. Yeah, he is the best player in the league, though. Still, to this day, best player in the league? Best player in the league. I mean, not the most skilled, because KD is offensively the most skilled player in the league, but LeBron is the best player in the league. I bet you in a couple years people are going to be arguing Luka. Luka's good. I didn't like him as a rookie, but he he got game. I'd give him that. Kawhi's up there. Kawhi's up there. Donovan Mitchell lately. Jamal Murray. I really like Jamal Murray. I love that series. I'm glad you just said both of them. The Jazz and the Nuggets have made this playoffs awesome. The first round series is amazing. I know a lot of people are hating on Jamal Murray for only having 13 points yesterday, but Donovan Mitchell took a big job yesterday, and he he locked him down for basically three three and a half quarters or whatever it was. 
was amazing. That whole series, I could watch that series again. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was just two dudes going at it the whole time, and I loved it. Who did you want to take that series? Denver. I like I like Jamal a little more. I like because I, I feel like Jamal and them. I feel like Nuggets can beat uh to give the Clippers a series, but I know the Jazz didn't have what it takes to hang with the Clippers. Who do you think is gonna take that Clippers and Nuggets? Um, it depends. I mean, I'm not big on Paul George either. I mean, he's obviously good because he's NBA, but I think there's, I got some questions about him too, but uh, I got Ka- uh, Kawhi. I mean, Ka- you saw what Kawhi did last year with the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors are out 0-2 in the second round, and Kawhi carried that team to a championship. But, I mean, it's going to come down to a six game six or seven type deal, but definitely probably the Clippers. I'm going Clippers. I mean, I personally love Paul George. I think he's had it rough the last year or two, not playing the game that he can. Uh, he's had spurts. He had spurts where he was, you know, a top five, ten player in the league, and then, you know, he'll fall off for a little bit. Hopefully that stops happening pretty soon, especially late in the playoffs. But nobody mentions this guy, but as a Clipper, I love, love, love me some Lou Williams. Yeah, no, I like Lou Williams. He's he, he good. He's good. I mean... I'm not a big Clippers fan because I'm late. I like LeBron and the Lakers right now. I'm a LeBron fan, but I think the Clippers are a little, little dirty team. I don't think they fit Kawhi, but that's just me. I want to see the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. It'll definitely happen because you know it's the NBA. They'll, they'll do a little something to get it happen. You know, you know how that works. Yeah, and you know, I love Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. But I really have a big feeling that no matter what happens, the Lakers were going to be in the finals anyway. Yeah, of course. You, need, you know, I mean, LeBron's the best player in the league. I mean, LeBron brings you ratings. So, you know, the NBA needs the ratings, especially in this time since they're not selling tickets. So I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, LeBron's going to get a few calls down the stretch. I mean, they're going to be probably a little questionable at the end of the day. Yeah, and I hate to say it like that, I'm all about the NBA, I love basketball, but it does seem like that whenever there's a storyline or, you know, something happens with a player or coach or, you know, a team in general, the NBA seems to lean that way and all of a sudden that's the team that's winning games and championships. Yeah, I mean, you saw, I mean, game one, I mean, Chris Depps gets thrown out, I mean, that's a whole different series right there when, because the Lakers would have, or the Clippers would have been down 2-0 after two games, so. Right before, was it game four? I think it was game four, like right before the game. Porzingis isn't playing. He's got a stinger on his knee or something. Like, oh, he's not going to play. Yeah, he ended up like, tearing his meniscus or something like that. Which I know hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just weird because they were showing the pregame. I was watching the game before. I forget who it was. They were showing the pregame, and Porzingis was in the pregame. And then they get to the game, and it's like, oh, Porzingis isn't going to play. Or they were just taking him out so the Mavericks couldn't win. Uh-huh. But then they won that game anyway because that's the game that Doncic uh-huh. went off and hit the game-winning three from Never Never Land. Yeah, he good. he's good. I'll give you that. Yeah, Luke is amazing. What series in the semifinals are you looking for, you know, the most entertaining, the one that you, you know, really interested in? It'll probably be the Heat-Bucks series. I feel like it's going to be the closest. Celtics are going to, 
are up 2-0 on the Raptors. I mean, no team. I don't think Houston or Oklahoma City have a big to guard AD. Um, I think Kawhi's going to do Kawhi things in that series. So it has to be this Heat-Bucks series. I can see that as being the closest. I can see that. We have both mentioned some awesome players in the NBA right now, both NBA guys. Been doing some games with my guests lately. Since we're talking about basketball, who are your top five players in the league right now? Um, and I want numbers, five to one. Okay. Um, so, the order is going to be a little mixed up. So, cause I got, like, I'll kind of think of them now, rank them. So, obviously, I got LeBron at one. Oh, damn, this game's going to overtime now. Okay. Oh, wait. Wait, there's a foul at the end of regulation shooting foul. Tie game. The Heat are going to be up 2-0. Jimmy Butler's going to the free throw line. But Oh, yeah, it's 2-0. That's over. LeBron at one. And he's your favorite player of all time, correct? Yeah, 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 100%. No last, last time we talked, we argued yeah, yeah. MJ LeBron. So I got to go LeBron one, KD two. Healthy KD two. Healthy KD two. Yeah, all these players are saying we're going to say healthy. Okay. Kawhi three. Curry at four. Who would be my fifth? Who would be my fifth? It would be... Five's a toss-up between... Right now, I think, is up between Harden, Doncic, and Tatum. No Dame Lillard? No. I think... He's he's a top 10, top 10, 15 player, but... I don't think he's a... A top five player in the league right now. I think I put him up there. Uh, he's my favorite player in the league right now, just to watch. But I don't think he's the best player in the league, but definitely one of my my favorite to watch. Oh uh, yeah, no, I like watching him, but I I mean I'm a, I don't think he has a top ten, top their top five play. I'm surprised he didn't have Anthony Davis in there. Oh, I forgot about him, low key. So he he gonna be up in that five spot. Actually, put Trash at put him at five. Yeah, Anthony Davis at five. That makes more sense <laughs> for you yeah, anyway. I, for you coming from you. I didn't think. I don't even know why I didn't think of him. Your Lakers LeBron card was just taken away. Yeah, but LeBron or Chris Paul should be MVP this year. That's a hot take right there, Chris Paul. He has been playing amazing, actually. He is not young by any means. He's been in the league quite a long time, and he has been balling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, MVP, most valuable player, and he is most valuable player on that team. If you take him off that team, that team's not in the playoffs. No, not at all. They're sitting home with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying, that's a hot take. I know a lot of people aren't ready for that. But that's what I'm telling you. He's I, top. He should be. He should be. He should be in the MVP voting. Giannis should not even be in there. That's not true. He should be. He should be in there, but he shouldn't be getting it like he's gonna get it this year. So I'm guessing you're thinking the Lakers are gonna be in the finals. Yeah, it's gonna be Lakers. I think it's gonna be a little a historical matchup between the Lakers and the Celtics. Okay, that's who you're going with. That was my next question. Who's gonna represent the East? Yeah, Tatum's too good. Tatum, Brown, and Kemba are too good. Dirty trio. I watched them against the 76ers, and I've said my piece on the 76ers. But, I mean, the Celtics looked amazing. Yeah, they did. They really did. I've only watched, like, two quarters of their series with 
the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, they've been, it's been a blowout both games. The last game was, I think, kind of close until the end, but Celtics are in the command of that series. They better watch out, though. Fred Van Fleet, Rockford representative. I mean, he could heat up any time. Yeah, no, I love Fred just because he's from Rockford. And he was overlooked, but hey, uh, they need a little more. They need that superstar on their team. Which they don't have. They got him, Kyle Lowry, and, of course, Siakam. Yeah, Siakam hasn't been playing well. Neither has Lowry been playing all right. Before we hang up the phone here, let's talk some MLB. I know you're a White Sox fan. They have been killing it. I know this has got you excited. Yeah, I'm super excited, especially Giolito. He threw that no-hitter last week. They got that young core. I mean, watch out. Short in season. They're hot at the right time. They can make a little run here in the playoffs. A little ahead of time. I think my favorite baseball player right now is Tim Anderson. I mean, I really wish. I mean, I'm a West Ham fan, so I should say that, but mine's Tatis. Is who? Tatis. Fernando? Yeah, from the Padres. Yeah, Fernando's been hot, too. Hit that grand slam. Yeah. He's pretty good, too. Um, My boy Tim Anderson, though, I love that guy. I do, too. Obviously, us coming from areas close to Chicago, you know, it's always White Sox, Cubs. Cubs started off hot and then now have cooled off. White Sox have been, they kind of did the opposite. Started off kind of cold, then now have heated up. Talks early on were, you know, a Chicago World Series. I don't know if we're going to see that. No, not a chance you see that this year. I think the White Sox could, could be a little too young this year. But it's a shortened season, so it's a little weird. I mean, there's still one starting pitcher away, I think. And I think maybe next year. I mean, I have them, like, in the next two, three years, they're, they're going to the World Series. But you never know, especially with a shortened season. Definitely. Never know, my friend. Never know. Maybe the White Sox pick you up, and you're the piece that they need. <laughs> That'd be cool if that would happen. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna hope. I hope that happens. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that is a hot take right here. Yeah, my mom won't be too happy about that. She's a big Cubs fan, so it would probably break her heart a little bit. Ooh. Hmm. Well, there's a question. There's a question. So you're a Sox fan. Mom's a Cubs fan. Sox need a pitcher. Like, hey, we're gonna draft him. She'd have to convert over. I mean, she has no other choice. No choice, huh? Yeah, I'm leaving her no choice. She has no choice. She has to convert over. Do you think she would? Yeah, she, she would do it for me. I mean, you're her son. Yeah, I am. She would definitely do it for, just for me. Your mom is Julie D'Angelo. Awesome lady. Know her from Hall Sports. I, I'm pretty sure she would be like, hey, that's my son. I got to go with his team. Yeah, she would. She would definitely well, my friend, we have talked just about about everything. I'm really happy for you making another move in your baseball career. Still think you're crazy for thinking LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, but I mean, you can have your own opinion. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. As always, man, we'll have you on again. Thank you for having me. Always nice to talk to you. You got to fill us in. Did he make the free throws to win the game? Oh, uh, yeah, he won. That's Jimmy Butler. So heater up 2-0. 
Yeah, he was going to win that series. So, I don't know. There's probably no good series this, this round. It's basketball, though. We still love it. Yeah, I do. All right, my man. You take care. All right. You too.